Thank God. Well, we started a series several weeks ago called uh, By Grace Through Faith. So why don't you go ahead and turn over to Ephesians 2, verse 8. Ephesians 2, verse 8. Ephesians 2, verse 8. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is, a it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. In the Amplified Classic Version, it says, For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not of your own doing. It came through your not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. Notice that it says, Therefore it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, made partakers of Christ, through your, through your faith. So it's by grace, God's favor, His gift. It's His ability that made us the, gave us the ability to be delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ's salvation. But it came... Through a mechanism. The delivery mechanism, if we want to say it that way, was through your faith. So God provided the possibility. God provided the ability. But it came in a, 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 a conduit, in a passage, and that's through faith. Because God has provided this same potential, the same ability for everyone on the earth. And this is talking about salvation, but it's the same with any area, anything that God has provided for us in His Word. He has provided that by the grace of God, by His, the fact that He loves us. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that He sent Jesus. Because He loved us, He gave. God is a good God. God is not looking at us with his hand opposing us. God, look, he created mankind to fellowship with, to talk with, for us to, ha you know, to be able to worship him, not because he's egotistical. He is the Almighty. He is worthy of all praise. He created us, and there was a barrier between us and Him. So He sent Jesus so that we could become righteous, so that we could fellowship with Him. He's a good God. He loves us. Everybody say, God loves me. You say, well, that's so basic. It, it's basic, but uh, even if you've grown up knowing God, Satan will still try to push and try to get you. You may not verbalize it. If somebody asks you, God loves me, you say, oh, yeah, yeah, God loves me. But... It's how we act and how we think and, and how we're behaving that proves that. And if you say, oh yeah, somebody loves you, but you don't trust them, well, 
You know, I love them to death. Now, I would not trust them as far as I could throw them. But I, well, there could be some truth to that. But when you're talking about somebody that's supposed to be somebody you trust and you say, oh, I love them, but I can't trust them, then there's, if you thought they loved you. Now, we're talking about you may love them, but let's say you, be, you say, I believe they love me, but I don't trust them. There's a problem there. Isn't there? Oh, I believe they really love me, but I don't trust them. Well, then what, what is love? We're not going to go there. We're not going to turn over to uh, 1 Corinthians 13 right now. But when you read that, you know, you know, at weddings, a lot of times people use that, that verse. There's, thank God there's a lot of translations now, so you can change it up a little bit, and it's not the, the, the same thing all the time. But, you know, they'll use that verse in, in 1 Corinthians uh, 13 and talk about the, def, the love. When you, when you hear that, it is read and it is there because people are talking about how much somebody cares for another person. And with it, I mean, if you're getting married and you don't trust the person, that's a problem. You're entering into a lifelong relationship with them and you don't trust them? What are you doing? Right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start a business with this guy, but I don't trust him. That's a problem. And when we're talking about somebody loving me, but I don't trust them, well, what is faith? It's trust. Faith is just believing that somebody's going to do what they said they were going to do. Well, what is that? If you trust somebody, what do you believe? They're going to do what they said they're going to do, and they're going to do the best thing for you. In other words, you don't have to... See, all the documents that you get in a contract, those things, and, and I'm not saying contract, contracts are not wrong, they're there because of human nature, and so that it, you can go down, back to a written document that says, this is what we agreed, because people's memories can drift, people can say, no, I said this, or you said this, but no, I said this. Go back to what we both signed, and that settles the argument. But, you know, all these clauses and, you know, closing loopholes, why is that? Because somebody may try to get out. And it's trying to cover all the angles. But if you have complete trust in somebody, you just basically, you, you, if it's complete trust, you say whatever is the right thing to do, I know they'll do it. Right? If you trust somebody on a job and you say, you know what? And they're like, well, what should I do in this situation? And you know they're competent to handle it. Well, I trust you. What does that mean? You'll do the right thing. I trust your judgment. I, you, you got my back, and if... If, if something comes up, I don't have to tell you every little thing, you'll do the right thing. Why? Because I trust you. And if, and it, if it was based on the fact that, that you loved me, and I, I believe that, you know, I, mean, I can tell you, I trust Shelly completely. I mean, I had no reservations whatsoever. In any situation, I'm not saying that to boast on me or whatever. I'm just telling you, I, I trust her completely. And I, because I know she loves me. I know she wouldn't do something to hurt me. Well, God, we, we started saying this because God, He loves us. And all, why He, he, he sent, why God the Father sent Jesus is because He loves you and me. And if He gave Him, us, His Son, there is nothing more He can give. If we have a problem believing, well, I know, I know, I know, yeah, Jesus, I know I'm saying, but I just, I, you know, I just don't feel like He loves me. That's a problem. 
Because the bottom line is we don't really trust his word. We don't really trust him. We don't trust what he said. And the, fact, the thing we have to understand is if he gave his son for you, that proves right there that he loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So he did all this because, number one, he loves us. And so he made these things available. He loves the world. He loves every person in the world. And so he gave his son and provided all good things for every person by his grace, by his unmerited favor. That's how it was made possible. But there is a delivery mechanism. There is a way you receive what he has given, and that's called faith. In other words, it's all there. The potential is there. But for it to be come into our lives, it doesn't just happen automatically. This, people will ask what they think. I'm not saying this to, to mock or belittle, but what they, they think are really deep questions. Like, I just don't understand how a loving God, just read somebody said it recently again. Like they're asking a really deep question. I don't understand how a loving God could send people to hell. He's not sending people to hell. He's provided and done everything he can, but we have to receive what he did. Every person on the face of the earth has to. And so I just don't, that's acting like God is doing everything and we have nothing to do with him. So whatever happens is God. Whatever doesn't happen is God. And the problem with that is then we're going to look up and look, say we're going to blame God. But if we realize everything that he has provided by his grace, I need to receive by faith. Now that, that doesn't mean Everything is up to us. Are you kidding me? This is the hard part. You could not save yourself. You can't provide all these things. This storehouse of everything you need has already been bought. It's been paid for. It's provided. It's there. That, we can't do that. We couldn't make that available. But the part about saying, yes, I believe you, God. Yes, I take it. And when we, here we're talking about salvation, but it's the same in every area. Every area is the same. God has provided it. How does it come into our lives? By believing it. That's faith, by trusting. God, you said it. All right, I believe you. And not just, well, I believe you. Not mental assent. So you can agree something is true, but you can tell what you really believe by how you act and what you say. Faith is believing and trusting God and taking him at his word and acting like it's true and not, not being deterred by what we see, feel, hear. Because if we say, well, I, I know what God said, but I see this, we just, we just revealed where our, few, our real trust is. It's in what we see. When this changes, then I'll believe. The problem is it's too late to believe at that point. What are you going to believe? It's there. Right? You can't believe after the fact. That's just called history. 
you know, I believe the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> what is that? That's, now, you say it this year, it's a different thing. You're talking about future. But if you say, I believe it last year, what? no, no, it's, you can go up and, man, you just Google it, you know. So what you don't see, when you don't see anything, where is your trust? Well, God's just not doing it. Wait a minute. I can't see it, so God's not doing it. Those two are not equal. No, you don't see it. God's word's still true. Praise God. So it says, His unmerited favor has His grace, His unmerited favor. That's how, that's, that's what, by that we were saved, but it's through faith. Ephesians 2.8 in the New Living Translation says, God saved you by His grace when you believed. God saved you by His grace. He had, that part was done. But when you believe, that's the point where it made, it became real in our lives. See, we can only receive, or faith can only receive what God's grace has provided. You can't believe for something from God, that God hasn't already promised and said that He would give you. In other words, you can't make something up and say, well, I just, I'm going to believe God for that. I'm going to write it on a piece of paper, and I'm going to put it up on my bathroom mirror, and I'm going to say it every day. And if God didn't, number one, promise it in His Word, or number two, if it's not specific in His Word, but it aligns with his word, and he didn't prompt you by his spirit, then who are you believing for it to come to pass? Who are you believing? We say we're believing God. Okay, did he tell you? Because if he didn't say it, then who are we believing? We just made something up. And this is what people get in into trouble. And then they blame God. And then they say that faith stuff doesn't work. <laughs> well, faith in who? You can make up all kinds of stuff and said that I'm going to do it, but if I didn't tell you I'm going to do it, what do you, if you told somebody, you know, I'm going to do such and such for you, I'm going to buy you tickets to some event, or you pick any person, but I'll use myself. Don't want me to use another person, usually. Don't want me to use you. And if I did not specifically say that I was going to do that, but you're telling everybody, yeah, I'm believing it's going to happen. I'm believing he's going to buy them. Wait, who you believe? Oh, no, I just, I trust him. Trust what? What, what? Where was the communication? Where was the transaction? You trust, see, this is, this is in the natural, in just our interactions. If you tell somebody, you just start thinking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe this is going to happen, and it involves people, and you're saying so-and-so, I just believe I'm gonna, that person's going to do such-and-such for me, and they didn't tell you. Where did you get that from? You can't force somebody to do something. It, we made it up. Well, God, people do this with God all the time. They say, well, 
We've got to be careful we don't do that. They, 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 they decide they want something or that this is, maybe they're going to go in a certain direction. They say, well, I believe God for such and such. Okay, did God tell us in his word or did he tell you specifically by his spirit? Because he will prompt you. And that's another subject, but we need to know how to be led by the Spirit of God so we can be led by Him because He didn't tell you what job to take in the Bible. He didn't tell you where to live. He didn't tell you who to do business with. He didn't tell you who to marry. There's all kinds of things that it doesn't tell you specifically what to do, but there's guidelines on what you definitely shouldn't do and should do, generally speaking, and there are guidelines as far as how you should conduct yourself. And so... But he doesn't tell you specifically for your situation in 2019 what to do. So we need to be able to be led by the Spirit of God. We need to know how to, to be uh, led by him. And as he tells us, as he prompts us, as, as we come to know what he would have us to do, you can, you can bank on it. You can start walking that direction. And who are you believing? Him. It, it, it hinges on, did he tell us or not? And like I said, that's another thing. It's another subject. But we need to understand how to be led with, by Him, and then we can say we're believing Him. Now, we, if we sit there and go, well, I just don't know why God doesn't do it. Well, if we believe, if He told us to do something and we're believing it, then we're going to act like it's true and we're going to start taking steps that direction. We're going to start acting like it. That's faith. So God has already said, if He said, you know, He's provided it by His grace and He's told you, I want you, you know, you prompt in your heart for such and such. You're, you're going to, you know, move to a certain place or you believe a certain type of job or, you know, you're, you're believing for, to, to purchase a certain something and you believe it's God and you have a witness. This is what, that, that's the direction I need to go. That's the job I should get. Well, there's other people involved, but you start going that direction. If he's already provided and made the way, we still have a part. Now, if we say, yep, I believe it, but I'm just going to sit here on my couch till it happens. Because it's all Jesus. It's all God. I'm going to sit here. Glory to God. He told me, wants me to do such and such. And I'm just going to pull up a chair and sit. And then it's going to happen because God's good. You know, I believe he wants me to have this such and such job. So I'm just going to believe God. They're going to call me. They're going to know who I am and contact me, call me, email me, contact me, and just invite me and give me the job. Because it's God. That won't happen. Unless there is an extreme move of God. There usually are steps you need to step out and do something. If you believed that you were going to get a certain job, there are processes that you could just start walking and stepping out and believing you're going to do it. And if it didn't look like it to begin with, if you truly believed, you would keep going. Well, somebody said, well, I just didn't get it. They rejected me. Okay, well, I, and if you still believed it was God, you don't just say, well, I guess that wasn't the case because that's walking by sight. You would say, I'm going to try again. Because I still believe, now, if you de determine, no, that's not the way I'm supposed to go, well, then you may readjust. But if you believed it, you're not going to be deterred by what you see, by what you feel. You're going to get up and go. That's faith. Faith is persistent. Faith doesn't get moved by circumstance. God has provided for us, but how do you receive some of these things? It's all these things, it's by faith. 
Praise God. Uh, look at Romans 3, then we're going to go a little bit further, some other scripture. Romans 3, verse 21. See, everything that God has provided, it's by His grace, He's provided it. But we have to pull the lever. Last year we talked about the, last week we talked about the switch of faith. There's something that we need to do to make these things or receive these things in our life. All of us, without fail, this is how the kingdom of God works. And this, as we get into this, this will answer so many questions. Because people, there's a general... Well, let's read this and then we'll get into some of this. Romans 3, verse 21. It says, But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who what? Who believe. Let's read that again. Now the righteous... Go to verse 21. Now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Christ, in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believe. So it's saying the righteousness that is apart from the law is revealed. And how is that received? How is that made uh, real? It's by faith. Through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who what? Believe. So the righteousness is provided to everybody, but it's only the people that believe that are going to receive it. Let's keep reading. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace. See, they, everybody's been justified by His grace, but the only people that are going to get the grace are the people that believe. It's not one way. Verse 24, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as the propitiation by His blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness because in His forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time His righteousness that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So God has provided by His grace the potential for everybody to become righteous. But the only way it actually happens is by faith in Christ and what He's done. This is the only way. And this is the only way we can receive anything from God is the same way He has provided it. But by faith, we have to reach out and believe what He said and say, that is for me. It's not just general. It's not just for every, you know, it's for everybody on the planet. I believe Jesus is the Savior. Okay, but is He your Savior? Is He your Lord? Is it for you? Because, you know, you could believe God is good. He just doesn't like you. So it's not for you. And you, you may have no problem believing that he could bless somebody else. You just don't believe he blessed you because, I don't know, I'm on the bad list. I don't know why. 
I don't know why everybody else gets it. I just can't seem to believe. That's a lie. I just can't seem to get it. Well, why? Don't say that, for one thing. I don't I'm not saying legalistically, just don't say that, but believe it inside. No, cut it out of our heads. Agree with what God said. What did he say? If you were to come to Jesus, come, I mean, come before God, and if the message being preached is on salvation, and that God is the justifier of all people, but it's, it's by grace, and it's through faith. If you were to come and hear that message and say, I don't know, I just can't believe it. It's just, I don't know why. I don't feel like God would do that for me. What are we, the person, if they respond like that, is negating what God has said and said what they feel, what they believe is, is, is more important than what God has said, and so they disqualify themselves from being saved. You could hear the best salvation message, get the fieriest preacher, Preaching with the strongest anointing, preaching how Jesus has died for the sins of everybody. All you have to do is call on him and you'll be saved. Just receive what he's done. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth and you'll be saved. And somebody could be sitting listening to that saying, I, I, I know what you're saying. I just, I mean, I just don't get it. I, I can't receive it. I just can't, I can't believe that. I just, don't, I just don't feel like God loves me. And, and they could walk out and not receive it. And it would have nothing to do with God. It would have nothing to do with the message. It would have everything to do with somebody not believing. It wouldn't have anything to do with the grace of God. God's grace is there. The anointing is just, the Spirit of God is just hovering over the place. It's so thick you could cut it with a knife. And somebody could say, I just, I mean, I don't feel, I can't see it. I just don't think, I, I've done too much. I don't believe he, he could really forgive me and walk out and not receive it. Could you see that? Well, if that's the case with salvation, it's the same with every other area. Just because we don't feel like it, just because we don't see it, just because we have thoughts of, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm not God's, I, I'm just... I'm not the one, I, it's not for me. We have to put those up against the word of God, and one of the two is right, right and one of them's wrong. And if, it, if they contradict, if we believe, if we say something that contradicts what the word of God says, and we're going to choose to believe something that contradicts what the word of God says, either God's wrong or we're wrong. And it's this same way in everything. If God's grace has given us the ability, provided gifts and good things for us. The mechanism why, why we say, okay, I, I believe that's for me now, is going to be taking God at His word and saying, yeah, that's for me. I believe it. I'm going in that direction. The way this, what we're reading here, that God would that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. You can put it in any area that God would be able to do what he wants to do in someone's life because they have faith and reach out and grab uh, what he's provided in that area. The same way we reach out and believe what he's done through Jesus for our salvation is the same way we reach out and, and, and uh, receive it for every area. 
Let's look at Romans uh, 10, verse 8. Romans 10, verse 8. It says, What does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe it in your heart that God was raised from the dead, you will be saved. Notice it didn't say God loved everybody, so he's just automatically going to save everybody, and that's all there is to it, so have a good life. It doesn't say that. It says if. If. What does it mean when there's an if? You know, I have a software background. And statement after statement after statement in software says, if blank, and then there's some code that says what's going to happen if what's in the statement is true. If some variable is greater than five, then we do this. If it's not, then we do something else. What does that mean? It means that if the, the situation, whatever the the um, condition is true, we're going to do one thing. If not, something else is going to happen. This says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead, you would be saved. It doesn't say everybody's going to be saved. Because God loves everybody, so that's it. Well, God just loves everybody, so he wouldn't let everybody, anybody go to hell. He's not, he will let it happen because it's not up to him. He gave it to, he left it up to us. Yeah, but God just, he's in, he, he's in control of everything and he has all power. So, well, he is all powerful, but in his, in his ability and the fact that he has all power, he has given men a free will. And if he's given men a free will... He can't give men a free will and then control what they do because those are contradictory. Either men are in control or they are, are able to make a decision or they're not. This says if, if, if you confess with your mouth. So that means people have to come to God and believe the Lord Jesus is who the Bible says he is, and that's how they become saved, like what we read either. It's by grace, but it's through faith. The mechanism that delivers it is faith. In other words, you can have everything, you can have salvation piled up here for everybody on the earth. The only way it's actually going to be received here is through this pipeline called faith. If somebody doesn't believe, to them, it will be like it's not available. I know this is simple, but this is fundamental, because the... There is a, a common thing in, a uh, common uh, idea, feeling, underlying a lot of what is called Christianity and church world and things that are in the public, uh, you know, in media, in movies, is that somehow God is just doing everything. And you got to be really careful because... It's acting like God will do things independent of men regardless of what they choose. He's just going to come and he's going to override and it's going to happen. What God says, it's going to go. It's not true. And so we have to, it's subtle though, because Satan is subtle. 
And he, 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 he gets in with his lies and deceives people. This is why it is so, so, so important that we guard what we see and hear because Satan's lies are tricky. He is a con artist and he is the father of pride. And these two together, that's why you, ha- you, you can't, it's arrogance to think you're going to expose yourself to all kinds of things that are not, that are anti-faith. And when I say faith, believing in God, you're going to expose yourself to certain things, but you're so far, you, you know what you believe, so it won't affect you. Do not mess with it. There are people publicly, I'm not going to name, in recent weeks that have renounced certain things and they're very high profile and people go, well, how could that happen? Because you're, and I'm not judging people. I don't know their heart. I don't know them. But we have to be careful about what we expose ourselves to. Because here's the thing. Satan is a liar and he is very tricky and he's very good at what he does. And if you think you're smarter than him, you're fooling yourself. I'm not, I'm not putting him on a pedestal. He's defeated. Jesus, the Christ, is infinitely greater. Satan's a greater being. God is God Almighty. But you or me, as a human being that's been on the earth a few years, cannot match with, wits with a being that's been, on for, been around for we don't know how long, at least thousands of years. It'd be like you matching wits with a two-year-old. Do you think you could, most of us would say, I got, I got that. I could, even if the, the kid's a genius, you're still probably going to be able to handle them. And that's probably not even a good comparison. Satan's deceptions have tricked people for a reason. Because they're tricky. If they were just so obvious, people wouldn't fall for it. Do you hear me? So why would we want to go and expose ourselves to the thing that tricked, that ensnared other people? Well, because I, I, I'm good. I, I, I am solid. You don't understand. I have my, my faith is solid. Okay. That's called pride. Your faith may be solid, but not Jesus said you don't tempt the Lord your God. You don't go and see how close you can get. Because there are lies, there are lies, they're, they're untruths, but they're crafty, they're cunning. They ensnare, they start, well, yeah, what about that? What about that anyway? Yeah, got a good point. How about that? And what does it do? Now you have to, con- now you have to counter it. It's in your head now. Now you didn't even deal with that. Now you got to counter it. You didn't have to before, but now you have to. Now you got to deal with an argument to deal with a lie that you didn't even hear before. And the more lies you put before you, you can confuse yourself so much you don't know up from down. You're like, I don't know anymore. And Satan's going, yep, another one bites the dust. This is what he does. 
He tried to lie to Jesus. And what did Jesus come back with? The word. The, the, it is written. It is written. We need to focus on the it is written before. Satan's going to try to come at us with things anyway. Why do we want to just go and invite it? Well, I just want to figure it out. I want to really want to know. Yeah, that's that, famous last words. Figure it out. Get in this realm. Satan can tie you up and pin you so fast in the mental realm. Because that's the realm he operates with. That's how people have fallen. All throughout history, well, just even from coming to Jesus, well, there's no God, I don't know, this, that, any number of doubts, any number of questions, what's that meant to do? Keep you from what? Believing from faith, because faith is the way you receive what God has said, not mental activity. You might say we should just shut our brains off. No, we have a brain for a reason. It's not to contradict the word of God. That's not the reason. You, you guys okay? If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So this is how it happens. Why well, don't I, I don't get it? What does that have to do with it? I don't need to get, you don't need to understand everything. Well, I don't understand how it happens. I mean, God's out there. Let me tell you something. The principles of God will work whether we understand them or not. Well, I need to get down and I really need to understand everything behind it. Number one, you, will, you won't. You need to understand what God would have you to understand. You need to explore what God would have you to explore. If you are called to something, then you can go and you can dig into it because you're called around that area. If you're not, stay out of it. You're playing with fire. Because faith is how we're going to receive from the Lord. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. This is a truth, whether anybody can understand it, and it's when people act on the word of God and bow their knee and say, I can't understand, I believe the Lord God, and bow their knee that they become a new creature in Christ. I know a certain person uh, that I worked with that was in um, the same industry I was in, a software industry, and I talked to him about his testimony. He was a Christian. I worked with him. And he said, he just, he tried to figure it out for years. He just was like, you know, just didn't know and was, you know, trying to go around in circles and figure it out for all this time. And then he finally just said, I don't care. I believe and acted on it. And his life was changed. He became a Christian. And he received by faith what God has said, what God had said. And he was moving forward with God, because he believed, he took that step of faith, and then got, that brought more light, and God was able to reveal himself more. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Notice how it says, with the heart one believes unto righteousness. So you're believing something so that you become righteous. 
Belief is the conduit. It's the pathway on how you become righteous. But God's grace had already provided it. Jesus had already died on the cross. It was already available. But the belief is what makes it actual in our lives. With the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Believing and then speaking it out is how that operates. And it's how anything we receive from God operates. Verse 11, For the scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. There is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Notice the language there. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Number one, somebody has to call on him. Somebody has to act. Somebody has to say, I believe that. It didn't say, I'm going to figure it all out, and when I understand it, then I'll be saved. It says, I take you at your word. You are God. I am not God. I believe you. I receive what you said, and then salvation comes. But notice it says, shall. There is no in ambiguous language here. It says, you shall be saved. Not maybe. Not if it's a sunny day, not if the weather is, you know, 78, temperature 78 or whatever. It says it, it will happen. If you call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. But what if you don't call on the name of the Lord? Well, God doesn't love me. It doesn't have anything to do with it. I'm not saved because God doesn't love me. No, it says whoever calls on the name. Have you called on the name of the Lord? Yeah, I mean, no, I haven't done it. But, you know, I, when I feel like God loves me, then doesn't have anything to do with that. Every area is the same way. Let's look at, um, where are we in, in Romans 10? Let's go back to Romans 4, 13. For the promise that he would be heir of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are, are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect, because the law brings about wrath, for where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace." so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are the faith of Abraham. Now, stop right there. It says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace. In other words, for it to be by God's grace, the only way it could be set up like that was on the basis of believing to receive from God's grace. If it's based on us working for it, then it can't be based on God's grace anymore. Because now it's based on what you work for. So, God made it so that it would be based on His grace. So, what is our part? We just have to believe what He said. So, He can... He can he can do everything He wants to do for us 
And what we do is believe that he did it and take him at his word, and that's how we get it. That's a lot different than, well, I have all this stuff, but the way you get it is you got to work for it. And the more you work for it, the more you get. See, now that disqualifies all kinds of people. Well, they, they're trying to do what they, they're trying to work for it. But if it makes it so that it is just by belief, now anybody can believe if they choose to. If they choose to. If we choose to believe him in any area, then we can have what he says in that area. What if we choose to believe, I, I'm not qualified, I just don't think God, God could do that for me. Well, then we, even though God has provided it, even though it's there waiting, even though he, ha he loves us more than we can possibly know, it'll sit there and wait because we choose not to believe that it's for us. Amen. Believing is just trusting Him. Believing is just trusting God. Let's read through the rest of this and then we'll wrap up. Verse 16, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. See, He wanted it to be sure to everyone, so he just made, you, you just need to believe it. If you believe, if you believe what I say, you can have it. If you just believe me, just believe, I already have it for you. I want to do it for you. I love you so much. Just believe that. That's all the qualification is. Believe it. So that the, that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did who contrary to hope and hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken so shall your descendants be and not being weak in faith he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. Therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. It shall be righteousness, it is righteousness, shall be imputed to us who believe in him, who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up, because of our, just, our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Verse 24, it, righteousness, shall be imputed to us who believe. Hallelujah. It'll be imputed to us that believe. See, Abraham, he received a son, not because of everything he did, but because he believed what God said. He could not make it happen. He tried. He may, now we have other problems because he decided to do it apart from God's way. But the, the way God intended is for Abraham just to take him at his word. Yeah, but it's impossible. But God said it. Yeah, but it's impossible. There's, there's no way it could happen. But God said it. Yeah, but I, I just feel like there's no way it can happen. It doesn't have anything to do with it. What do you do? Believe. Abra All Abraham had to do is say, Okay. All right. I don't see how. I don't understand it. 
This seems different than anything I've ever heard, but at your word. Okay, I believe it. I believe it, and it will be to me as you say. And that's what happened. That faith is the hand that said, all right, I don't, I don't get it. See, you don't take it with your head. You don't take it with your understanding. You say, Lord, I take you at your word. You said it, I believe it, so then that's what reels it in. That's what brings it in. He has a desire to do so much for us. He has provided it. If you can imagine a storehouse over here, it's all full of all that he wants to do. And the conduit to get it is just saying, Lord, I take you at your word. Lord, I take you at your word. Lord, I take you at your word. I believe you anyway. That faith is what receives and brings it over so we can walk in it. Amen.